Greetings from San Felipe, Baja, Mexico. My name is Cal, and this is Turn Left at the Cactus. In the next few episodes, we'll be taking a series of what we affectionately call Forks in the Road. For listeners who aren't familiar with our format, occasionally a guest to our program will suggest something which they feel deserves closer scrutiny, and we'll take a fork in the road to check it out. This is Fork in the Road number two, led by George Jackson. In this episode, George provides desert survival tips on water, shade, first aid, and medications. Next thing I'm going to cover is just, I call it Baja human prep. It's about shading water, really. I'm going to go through some first aid stuff here, but it's really about shading water. So what's more important than shade of water? Who can tell me? Shade is the answer. Three days without water. Now in this desert, I'd say about two without water. But shade, in the heat of the summer, you get out of the car and you go to talk to your friend. What's the first thing you do? You don't stand in the shed. You head for some kind of shade somewhere. That's kind of an instinct. But you're only going to make it three or so hours if you're dead heat, no shade, and you're exposed to the elements. Now you could almost say that in cold weather also. You might make it three hours, you know, unprotected out in the elements. Part of the rules of three, uh, three minutes breathing, uh, three hours your exposure, three days water, three weeks food. Shade's important. Okay, one thing I think it's important down here, sometimes you guys on the buggy trip see me with a spray bottle. This is a very good way to not use much of your water. Uh, the cheap ones don't work, the dollar store ones don't work very well. And if you guys are, like to be economical like me, you can do something a lot very easy. Put a pinhole in a bottle like that. You can cool yourself down, wash your face, brush your teeth. If you're really creative, you can take a shower. This is a very good way to not use all your water. Okay, now everybody here pretty much knows what's going on. How much water do you take for the desert? If you're alone and going to the desert, you probably shouldn't be doing it anyway, you should carry a couple gallons of water. If you have a car load, at least a gallon per person. And once it gets 92 degrees here, and especially if the humidity is about 30 or 40 percent, you, in exposed sunlight, will go through a gallon without even thinking about it. You will drink that gallon throughout the heat of the day. So it's something to think about. And also, driving to Mexicali. Oh, we're in a nice new car, we're driving, we're going shopping, doing whatever, if you ever stop on the highway. All of a sudden, you're gonna be drinking a lot of water, unless you have a rescue plan right behind you within an hour or so. So, I, I just think it's a good idea. Carry a couple gallons of water extra in the car. Make it drinking water, and then if you have to use it for the radiator, fine, you have to use it for the radiator. Okay, uh, footwear, hat, shirt, bandana, umbrella. But the umbrella is very, very important here. I use it sometimes, not always, but it's very quick shade. It carries with you. They don't weigh very much and they don't cost very much. I generally wear a long sleeve. Some people don't. Some people stick with short sleeve. But a hat, a hat like this is very important. Baseball hat, if you top of your ears are going to get sunburned, but you know, especially nowadays with the way the sun it is, you should cover as much as you can. Now it's your comfort level. A lot of people wear just a baseball hat. A lot of people are used to the sun. A lot of people go ahead and use sunscreen. But hat's pretty important. 
I have to wear a rim hat because my face heats up. I get burnt really easy. Okay, now along with the water idea, these aqua tabs, you guys have heard of these, the, the military's used them for years. The little aqua tabs, they run about, I don't know, 10 of them run about a dollar or two. That's a good thing to have uh, with the canteen. Now I'm gonna start touching a little bit more on hiking and not so much the vehicle. Nice thing about a vehicle is you can put a lot of stuff in it and you can prep yourself for three or four days of being stuck. But if you're hiking or whatever, or if you're camping or you are, know you're gonna be in a place where you might be no services be in potentially survival situation. What is recommended by mostly military people is this old style stainless steel canteen and cup. You can heat water with it, you can heat water in the stainless steel thing. If you have your bandana or a shamog, you can filter water, just the rocks and the leaves out. Put it in your canteen, put one of the aqua tabs in there, shake it up, you know, let it give it about 30 minutes. You will purify that water enough. It will kill the giardia, the cryptosporty, and the things that are going to make you really sick. So that's something I think is very important to the little Alcatex. You can buy them by the bottle, 50 or 100 gold bottle. They're less than $10. Probably right. cover you for your life. There's a Aquacure is another one. All this stuff that I've got here, you can buy online by that name. Electrolytes. They sell those in pouches. If you know you're going to be out for more than a day, it's not a bad idea to have a little powdered off uh, electrolytes to throw in the water. Now, food. If you know you're going to be out for more than a day or so, or if you're going camping for several days, how many people take canned food here camping? How many people carry steak and eggs? <laughs> yeah. Sea rats. Sea rats, that's another one, yeah. The lightest or the most, which you call probably the most valuable in my mind anyway, is the dehydrated food. This is three pouches here. Each pouch is four servings. There's probably about, depending on what your appetite is, two days worth of food here for one person. It doesn't even weigh a pound. It takes up a little bit of space. Well, all you do is open it up and add water. If you got hot water, you brew it up in your canteen, put it in there, you have a hot meal. This is a very good survival thing. They have some other things and they're called survival tabs. They come in a little square packet. Yuko makes them. It's a brick of about 2,400 calories. They run about $10. You break off little bricks and you can eat those. You know, they don't taste very good, but you know, you can survive on it. You kind of wish you had the canned food and steak after eating these things. But if you're making up a kit, you know, it's worth it's worth Okay, I got some other things on there, you know, 100 calories for beer, 160 calories for Coke, 250 on a Quef can of chili, 450 calories, can of peanuts, 1,700 calories, can of raisins, 850. Uh, raisins and peanuts have been used a long time for for food. It's just, it doesn't weigh very much, doesn't take up much space. You don't have to, you don't have to have water to put it together. You can just eat it and there's lots of calories there. Back to the water thing. Uh, most everybody's been to the waterfall out here. One of the waterfalls, right? Everybody's been out there. How many people drank? How many people drank that water? Anybody ever drink that water? I have a little bit, but you know, I know there's big horn sheep up there, and I know there's other animals that are pooping in the water. They sell this product called the Sawyer Mini. They run about 20, 25 bucks. It's got an arrow on it. You put water in this, and the water that comes out is filtered. It comes with a little bag. You can just squeeze that bag in there. These things are good for 100,000 gallons and they filter down to one micron. Covers everything except radioactivity and the, and the worst of viruses. For viruses, you would have to heat the water. 
But for any type of camping and you're walking up and down these creeks, Sawyer Mini is probably the best thing you can ever have. They sell some, it's called a grill. It's in a 32 ounce cup, and that cup is what you drink out of. You pour the water in there, you shove the grail thing down through it, it pushes the water through, and you have filtered water. It's the same caliber, one micron here, but you change that filter every so often. Fine product, 100 bucks, these are 20, whatever your uh, money dictates for that. Gonna go into the first aid. How many people have broken a bone out in the boonies somewhere? Broken a bone? Number six. Yeah? <laughs> Did you wish you had a painkiller? It's still hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Not many survival people preach this, but I think it's a good idea to have, if you can get your hands on morphine sulfate, that is a very good painkiller. It's, you know, you're not supposed to use it except by your doctor, doctor use or whatever, but uh, Darvon, Percocet, those old pills, uh, what is it now, Oxy? That stuff is good painkiller. If you break a bone and you're in pain and you got to get out or take that painkiller you know people don't brag about it but i think it's i've been in several situations where that painkiller made it better for the person if you're four hours eight hours away from a doctor especially okay so uh tramadol and ketorolactyl that's another good painkiller uh those either uh tramadol by itself or tramadol with the ketorolactyl that's a very good painkiller for something that would, it would help on a broken bone if it takes some of the you know some of the pain away now another bad thing that happens or can happen if you're out and get hurt is a bad serious cut they sell this stuff called quick clot it's a military product but it's also sold by the civilian market it's a powder you have a serious cut just pack the cut with that put pressure on it and it will stop the bleeding it will stop enough to, for you to get to the doctor. There's another thing you can use. You can use flour, good old flour. You do the same thing. Pack it on there and put pressure. It will help absorb some of that. Now, if you're talking a cut-off limb or a femoral artery or something like that, that's pretty tough. This stuff will help, but you're, you know, you're, you're definitely going to have to. That's very serious. You want to go to a tourniquet at yes. that point. Okay, first aid again, uh, super glue does, can close cuts. You might have seen it on the movie. Almost any kind of glue, a good wood glue. I wouldn't use shoe glue, that's toxic, but good old super glue. Good glue uh, cut together real good. How many people here know how to do uh, sew up? If you're, if you're handy with that, that's another way to do it. But for a first aid kit, you really, I really recommend doing super glue for something that's serious. Bites, antihistamine and Benadryl. That works for bug bites. EpiPen, if anybody's anybody allergic to bees? No, well, if you did, you probably have an EpiPen. That is to stop your body from going into anaphylactic shock. Okay, broken bones. They sell wire splints that are padded. You can take regular screen wire like that, cover it with duct tape, and you'll have the same thing. If you have a newspaper, wrap that whole roll of newspaper, take it out, spread it out a little bit, wrap it up and duct tape the heck out of it. You will have something that can immobilize a leg bone or an arm bone. Sunburns, zinc oxide, mud. Everybody knows mud's pretty good for uh, sunburns. Okay, snake bite. I'm gonna get into this a little bit more uh, later, but uh, this little contraption here, this is a cheap one they got, they got others make. This thing, you can just pump on it like that. That sucks venom out if you get bit by a snake. Now you buy all this stuff online, just look up uh, venom extractor. The medical procedure 
for snake bites is they don't necessarily try to suck venom out. They will give you the horse serum type of antivenom. Now, there's a new one out. It's been out for about 10 years or so. They don't use horse serum. There's a dangerous thing about administering that venom to yourself. 25% of the population is allergic to the horse venom style anti-like, they call it. I've got some down here I got from Tavo 30 years ago when it wasn't so regulated. It's very expensive. If you get bit here in San Felipe, you know, the cut, not the cut, but the suck method is something you want to do within the first several minutes. After that, you're not doing much. All you're doing is trying to reverse the flow of that a little bit. The tourniquet is, another thing is, it's very tough for snake bites using a tourniquet. You have to really know what you're doing. You have to release it every now and then. But the best thing you can do for a snake bite is suck for the first five minutes, hope for the best. Immobilize the limb or arm. Try to get that person to the doctor. I, I can't give you any other scenario except the doctor on a snake bite. People live through them, dogs live through them, and they don't recommend the suck method, but I think it's, I think it's a good option, especially here. Burn ointments, that's pretty, pretty obvious. Uh, a serious burn, you want to have that special burn ointment because that will take most of the pain away. Tourniquet, we covered that a little bit. Again, that's a specialty thing. If you have to, you have to use it. And if even if you're guessing and the bleeding is so bad, go ahead and use it. Just realize that you do have to release the pressure every five to 10 minutes. Ammonia inhalants for people that passed out. Needle spore and bandages, that's just uh, regular uh, band-aid stuff. Okay, that's the basics of the first day. You've been listening to part two of a five-part series on desert survival with George Jackson. We hope you will join us for part three when George discusses navigation technologies and techniques. Until then, don't forget to turn left at the cactus for no bad days.